Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1859. What's a good warm-up? By Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web. Now, the other day, during my warm-up, in fact, I asked myself this very question. What would be the best warm-up for the workout I'm about to put myself through? Should I do five minutes on the bike? Mm, 10 minutes on the rower? Maybe five minutes on each? So, let's get Mark Fisher's take, get right to today's post, and continue optimizing your life. What's a Good Warm-Up by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. In today's missive, I shall cover the sexiest topic in all of fitnessdom. How do I effectively warm up for peak performance and injury prevention? Okay, okay, okay. I know warming up is not really high on the list of sexiest fitness topics, but again, it should be. Soft tissue work. Sometimes called self-myofascial release, Soft tissue work can be thought of as a form of self-massage. The most common form of soft tissue work is rolling around on a foam roller to apply pressure to your muscles. If you're looking for more targeted work, you can sub in a lacrosse ball. The most common areas to cry out for soft tissue love include the bottoms of your feet, calves, quads, iliotibial bands, inner thighs, the upper sides of your glutes, lats, and upper back. Admittedly, there's some debate as to the effectiveness of soft tissue work for movement prep, and there's no real consensus on what exactly is happening. The industry's current best thinking is that applying the right amount of pressure, not too much, not too little, sends a signal to your brain that these tissues can loosen up a bit. At least anecdotally, most people feel better and create some transitory increases in range of motion. Note, while quality time with a foam roller is a valuable addition to your fitness regime, Nothing replaces the hands of a skilled massage therapist. Breathwork. Counterintuitively, we also start our workouts by calming down or down-regulating our nervous systems. This may seem weird since we're about to work out, but think of it like this. 
if you're already pretty wired coming into your workout, you'll be carrying tension. We want to start by relaxing the body, accessing a fuller joint range of motion and function, and then ramp back up. Like soft tissue work, there are lots of ways to implement breath work. At Mark Fisher Fitness, we utilize drills from the Postural Restoration Institute. At the risk of being offensively reductionist, here's a breakdown. First, we like to get our ninjas into a position where they relax the spinal erectors, specifically in the low back. This is often accomplished in part by engaging the hamstrings to tuck the pelvis under. Additionally, we'll pay careful attention to keep the front of the ribcage from flaring up as we breathe. Finally, we breathe into and expand our rounded lower back. By getting our spinal erectors, the big muscles on our back on either side of our spine, to relax, our nervous system chills out. And then we're ready to continue on with our warm-up and ramp things back up. Mobilization and activations. A more contemporary approach to movement prep will prioritize rhythmic, dynamic movements, often called mobilizations, over more traditional, static, long-duration stretches. Here's something to consider. Some joints and muscles usually need mobility, while others usually need to create more stability. In the mobility category, we have the calves, quads, hip flexors, thoracic spine, and lats. In the stability category, we have the feet, glutes, core stabilizers, and shoulders, specifically the smaller muscles inside those joints that keep joints in neutral positions even when the body is moving. We should also pay special attention to moving the hips and shoulders through all three planes of motion, forward and back, side to side, and rotating. Now, as the statisticians say, all models are wrong, some are useful. The joint-by-joint approach is incomplete. The body is not quite as simple as I'm making it sound, but for our purposes, it's a useful framework. By considering the joint-by-joint approach, we can dutifully open up more range of motion in joints that tend to need mobility activate the smaller stabilizing muscles of joints that tend to need stability. From there, we can transition into more complex full body movements and we'll have an easier time getting into good positions with neutral happy joints surrounded by balanced, supportive, stabilizing muscles. Raise core body temperature. While it's all well and good to self-massage, breathe, and mobilize individual joints, we also need to increase our body temperature. After all, we do plan to work out. We're not getting ready for a nap. Part of our calculation will always include the time available for our session and integrating full body dynamic warm-up drills can help support this goal. For instance, gentle mobilizations of the front of your hip can serve their place. However, doing a series of body weight reverse lunges while reaching across your forward knee will give you a bigger bang for the buck. You can totally warm up your shoulders by doing arm circles. But you'll notice a bear crawl with rock backs into a lat stretch will leave your whole body feeling warmer while warming up multiple joints in a coordinated manner. To be clear, this isn't an either-or proposition. Based on what your body needs, you'll likely want some more targeted, joint-specific drills and some more integrated, full-body movements. Power training. By this point in your warm-up, you should be feeling your body is really coming online. Ideally, you're feeling physically warm and energized. As we transition into the workout itself, it's a great idea to include drills focused specifically on power, expressing strength with an element of speed. Examples here include box jumps, skater jumps, and medicine ball throws. Just remember, this is still part of your warm-up. We're not looking to crush ourselves. 
don't push to fatigue. Keep the reps and weight lower and prioritize snappy movement that looks and feels athletic. To state the obvious, this is a very high-level overview. You may not be able to touch on all these buckets every time you hit the gym. In fact, you may not even want to. A good warm-up needs to take into account your particular body, your level of fitness, your goals, how you feel on a given day, and what the workout ahead will entail. And of course, as usual in life, your biggest constraint is time. And since time is the ultimate constraint, you'll find you get way better bang for your fitness buck than doing a 10-minute jog on the treadmill. For someone new to training, most of your workout may consist of the previously mentioned drills. After all, If you're just getting into or back into fitness, you don't need much to give your body enough of a challenge to have a positive fitness response. Dynamic, full-body warm-up drills can actually provide a fantastic fitness-building stimulus for beginners. Alternatively, if you're a more advanced trainee with very specific performance goals and finite time, don't spend half of your session doing warm-ups. Once you've built sufficient capacity, you need to expose your body to more intense inputs to keep seeing progress heavier weights, more total volume of work, longer durations, and so on. A final note. Once you're done with your general warm-up, you'll still want to do some specific warm-ups of the exercises in your workout proper. This will further grease the groove of the movement in question and properly prepare your muscles and nervous system. In other words, don't go from your dynamic warm-up right into a bench press one rep max. You just listened to the post titled, What's a Good Warm-Up? by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So to sum up Mark's perspective, here are some of the takeaways. Think about warming up the entire body, big muscles and small muscles. So warm up the muscles that help with the movement and the muscles that will help with stability. Think beyond the 10-minute jog. Instead, consider other movements, like walking lunges. When performing these walking lunges, lunge backwards and forwards. Maybe hold a light weight in one hand over your head as you lunge backwards and forwards. This will help kick in those stabilizer muscles at the same time. And as Mark said, a warm-up is not the time to rev up your body so much that you're out of breath. Save that for the actual workout. It should feel only slightly uncomfortable. You should still be able to talk during your warm-up. If you can't, dial it back. The American College of Sports Medicine says that warming up for 5 to 10 minutes should be enough to prepare the body 
for the workout to come. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.